So I, I want to start by welcoming any of the guests here again. And what I really want to say is I hope that you feel something here today that maybe you've never felt in another church. Um, I hope that what you see is a genuine love of God and a genuine love for each other. But most, in, most importantly, when you leave, I hope that you know that we are a Bible teaching church. So as such, the question I'm about to ask, what I'm, the request I'm about to ask is um, not for visitors, but for my brothers and sisters. Do me a favor. Hold up your Bibles for me. However you're going to follow along today, hold that up so that I can see that. All right. Now, the reason I'm asking you to do that is because we are, we're not just charged with knowing the word. We're charged with verifying yeah. that anybody speaks the word of God from this pit, from this pit, this, <laughs> this pulpit. <laughs> <laughs> that it be spoken accurately. So I'm asking each of you to follow along and, and hold me to task. Now what I'd also like to do is ask you to hold up your notebook. Okay. Show me wherever you're going to take your notes today. And that's, that's what I wanted to see. If it's a phone, that's fine. Wherever you're taking your notes. Now, I know this doesn't apply to, to people in here, but to the average person. The average person will forget 50% of what they've heard within 24 hours. They will forget 70%, I'm sorry, 50% within one hour, 70% within 24 hours, and 90% within a week. So all I'm saying is write it down because a short pencil is better than a long memory. Come on, bro. <laughs> all right. So, I, listen, I, I've only got 20 minutes. <laughs> all right, so let's go to the Word. We're going to go to Hebrews chapter 11. And Hebrews 11, while you guys are going to go in there, I'm going to tell you when I got the message from Chris asking would I share the pulpit with Chamba and preach for 20 minutes, I was, I was honored, but I was really excited because the last several weeks, God has really been working on me um, in some areas and some great changes going on in my life, and I've been digging in, and I was really excited. So I went to text him and ask, Chris, can I talk about this? And then when I opened up his message, I saw the full and it said, would you preach for 20 minutes on faith? And my yes went to, oh, no, because I haven't been being moved by faith. I haven't been writing notes on faith. I wasn't ready for faith. But I was in my commute from Orlando back to Sebring, and I still had about 40 minutes. So I started thinking to myself, and I said, well, self, what is faith to you? What does, what does faith mean to you? And in fact, what does the Bible say faith is? And where am I even going to go in the Bible to see about faith? So by, by show of amen, how many of you, when you hear faith, think Hebrews chapter 11? Amen. amen. Some amens? All right, good. A lot of amens. Uh, so my amen to your amen. For those of you who don't really know chapter 11, I, I've always known it as the faith chapter. It actually lists by name 17 of our Bible heroes, wow. by name. It generically references every, um, every prophet. And then it lists out in at least 19 accounts of amazing things that were accomplished. It begins by saying, by faith. By faith, these great things were done. So I'm driving down the road. I'm like, all right, I see this. And I'm pulling things together. And I'm starting to piece it. And I'm like, OK, I'm liking this. I'm liking this. I see this. I know Chris had said I need to have a sermon title and one or two points. So I'm driving in, I'm like, all right, I got it. My sermon title is Faith is an Action Word. I'm excited. Faith is an Action Word. I, I drive into Sebring, and I do some of the things that are custom for us in the evening. And when I sat down and opened the Bible, my notebook, to start putting this together, God did what only God can do in the way that he does. And he said, you know, everything that you've been thinking, forget that. And, and he took me in a completely different direction. And in fact, there's not a single thing that I'm going to say today 
is at all what I thought that 30 minutes driving down the road. So uh, you're probably going to get a better message today because I didn't actually write this one. <laughs> all right. So Hebrews 11, Hebrews 11, verse 1. And actually, I just shout out for Diego. I'm going to say Hebrews 1 because he is, I just told him I'm afraid that was a mistake. I was going to make shout out, Diego. All right. Hebrews 11 and 1. And the Bible reads, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So if you know me, I, I like to call myself a word nerd, and I'm going to go word nerd on you. And uh, in order to do that, we're going to go King James. And King James 11.1 1 reads, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. All right, we're going to jump right in. Point number one, faith speaks. Faith speaks. The Greek root or the Greek word for faith here is pistis. And what it means, it's, it's a credence. It's a creed. It actually literally is, it's a conviction of religious truth of God, especially our reliance upon Christ. And in the abstract, it means a constancy in such profession. All right, now you may ask, you know, great, Earl, but what does that really mean? And I'm going to say, hey, that's a great question. What it means is that uh, faith is not a Christian buzzword. It's not a feeling. Um, faith is our absolute conviction of the truth of God. It's a, it's a knowing that we are 100% reliant upon Christ. But it is also a constant profession of that, right? Faith is not influenced by our circumstances. It's not influenced by our needs. It's not influenced by people. Faith is a constant. It also means that you should find it difficult to be in conversation with anybody for a long period of time and somehow not have God enter into that conversation. So if you want to double down on the, on the nerd, I'm the nerd, if you want to double down on the word nerd, we're going to look at the Hebrew word for faith. The Hebrew word for faith is emunah, emunah. The root emun means sure, solid, and true. So what that means is our faith in God is something, it's faith in something sure and solid and true. God is sure and solid and true. God is truth, all right? Uh, Emunah also means stable, steady, and steadfast. So in other words, our faith, pistis, it's our truth, our constant profession of this truth. It's, it works with God. That profession of faith creates steady and stable faith. It's a cycle. One builds the other. All right, so how do you build your faith? How do you, how do you grow your faith? What muscle do you have to exercise to grow your faith? It's the tongue. Our faith is affirmed. It's fed. It's grown by the very words that we speak. Now, I don't know if there's such a thing as triple down, but because I'm at the mic today, we're going to triple down on the nerd. All right? And uh, we're going to go to the Hebrew word, amen. Amen. And it is exactly what it sounds like. It is our, our word for amen or amen. Um, I do want to jump to a quick side note here and just tell you, there are many things that I look forward to on Celebration Sunday. Uh, you already know communion is especially special to me. Um, but the, the worship, the singing, the fellowship, the preaching, there's so many things that I look forward to. But there's two little things that sometimes happen that I, I really love. It's like Christmas morning when they happen. And one of them is when Chris is, Chris is preaching and you'll hear Sonia say, oh, good. <laughs> the oh, good for me, that's like, that's like hot cocoa on a cold morning. I, I love it. And the other one, it usually comes from this side of the room. Um, 
she's not here today, but if you ever hear it, it sounds like the angel, or not the angels, but the choir singing, and it's an amen, and it sounds like amen, amen, and it's Taylor, and, and I love the amen. Now, I don't want to take away from anybody else's amen. I love the amen, my amen to your amen, but what, what does amen mean? All right, what amen literally means is, yes, it's true, I agree. So when somebody's speaking and we follow their statement with amen, right, when we finish a prayer with amen, when someone's sharing the word and we're moved and we say amen, what we're actually saying is yes, that's true, I agree. Amen. What we're saying is we're taking our true, amen, and we're combining it with God's truth, emunah, and it actually makes the exclamation point on our profession of faith. All right, so what have we established so far? So far, what we've established, we've, we've gone word nerd, we doubled and tripled down. And what we've established is that faith is a convicted belief. It is a constant profession of that belief. And we have, in fact, established point number two. Come on. Point number two, faith creates. Faith creates. If we have the convicted knowing of God, our reliance upon Christ, and if we have the constant profession of that knowing... In other words, if we know that we know that we know, and we constantly express that and share that faith, what happens? Well, then faith creates. Oh, I'm sorry. What was that, Giovanni? You want to know what faith creates? That is, that's, an, that's an excellent question. All right. Definitely on point. All right. When you look at the scripture, um, what we'll see is faith is confidence. Well, we're going to go with, we're going to go back to the King James. Faith creates, faith is, faith equals a substance. Okay, now substance, that doesn't sound super spiritual. It doesn't sound dreamy. It sounds a little womp womp. You know, <laughs> faith creates substance. If you've left anything in your refrigerator long enough, you've created substance. Okay, but this substance is not uh, a precursor to penicillin science fair project. This is something way cooler. The Greek word for substance is Hoopastasis. Hoopastasis. Now, did I need to go Greek on this one? No, but who knew hoops was in the Bible? When else are you going to hear hoops from the, from the pulpit? Hoopastasis. What hoopastasis means actually is it's an assurance. It is a confidence. So our faith creates confidence. Now, I was going to let that hang, but I'm going to go and just we'll, we'll move straight on through it. What does faith create confidence in? All right. I'm going to lean in on this one. It creates a confidence in point number three. Point number three, faith hopes. Faith hopes. Your faith is a substance, and that substance is a confidence of things hoped for. So in other words, your faith, that convicted knowing, right, the reliance upon Christ, the constant profession of that creates a confidence and hope. All right, now you may be sitting there thinking, how can I be confident and something that I only hope for. And I'm going to say, that's a great question. That's going to be the last question I answer today because I'm going to run out of time if, if I keep answering all you guys' questions. They're very good, though. <laughs> but let's put it in the context of the scripture. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. All right? What are things that we might hope for? Heaven. Heaven. All right? Heaven. Who said car? I heard car. That was, that's actually one I have written down. I, I might be hoping for a new job, a better job. I might be hoping for a new or better car. 
Um, for me personally, I'm hoping for stronger discipline. Um, I may be hoping for a restored relationship, uh, restored health. I may be hoping for God to reach in and touch the heart of a loved one. I'm hoping for these things. But when we say that, aren't we really just saying, God, this is what I want. God, this is what I need. And the answer is no, absolutely not. That's not what we're saying. The word hoped is elpidzo. And it means to expect and to trust. And actually, Chris shared a verse in Romans uh, yesterday, and it really struck me because it said the word hope. So because I'm a geek and a nerd the way I am, I went home and I tore it apart. There's 59 times in the New Testament that the word hope, hoped, hopeth, and hopes is used, and it's all the same root. Every time you see hope in the New Testament, it means to expect it, to trust. It's not hope like I hope I get a lightsaber for my birthday. It's not something like that. It's, it's an expectation. It is a trust. Okay, now the Bible clearly tells us that we should take everything to, to God. Our, our praise, our thanksgiving, we should take um, prayer, supplication, the things that we want, the things that we need. We take it to God, right? Uh, even James tells us that you have not because you ask not, right? Jesus said, if you ask anything in my name, you will receive it. Now, Chris, don't worry. I'm not preaching a name it and claim it. It's not name and claim it. it that, that is deeper than that. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on cue, on cue. <laughs> All right, so that part is deeper than that, but the, the idea is that we're to take everything to God. But when we go to God and we tell God what we want and we go to God and we, we're telling him, God, this is what I need, that's not the same as saying, I trust you for it. So it's like this. If I tell my girls that we're gonna to go to Universal Studios, and my girls are all excited, we're going to Universal Studios. In the morning, they come running in and they say, Dad, Dad, are we going to Universal? And I say, yes, we're going to Universal. Yay, woo, and they run out. All right, let me clarify first. This paints an image of my daughters that is very different than modern day. Uh, my girls are much older than that. Uh, and in fact, if I were to tell the girls, hey, we're going to Universal Studios, they would start with, what time? <laughs> Can we, that's a little early. Can we go later than that? Right. But no matter what time we agreed upon, I can promise you about 15 minutes before we were supposed to leave, alarms would start going off. There'd be a staggering of bodies to the bathroom to brush teeth and do bathroom activities, grab a pillow, stagger to a car where they would sleep for another hour and a half to two hours while we went to Universal. That's modern day. But that doesn't work for today. So we're going to go with this illustration of my daughters at a much younger age. So I told them, they came in, they asked, I said yes, and they left and they're excited. 10 minutes later, they come running back in, dad, dad, are we going to Universal today? And I say, yes, we're going. And they say, yeah, and they run out and they're excited. And 10 minutes later, they come running back in, dad, dad, are we going to Universal? Yeah, we're going to Universal, yay, and they run out, they're excited. 10 minutes later, they come running back in, dad, dad, are we going to Universal? And I say, yes, we're going, yay and they run out. 10 minutes later, as they're coming back in, I'm going to stop them and I say, listen, do you trust me? Do you believe me? And if you do, stop asking. <laughs> stop asking. See, because God is not moved by our constant asking. God is not even moved by our needs. See, I have needs. You have needs. 
He has needs. She has needs. We all have needs. When we pray and say, God, I need this, God isn't up in heaven, and he goes, oh, I heard it. I heard the buzzword. Sort through the billions of people on the planet and rally the angels and say, that one, that one right there is in need. Get in there and fix that. No, we all have needs. See, God also isn't moved by the details. If I need a job, if I honestly need a job, and I pray today and I say, God, I need a job, and tomorrow nothing happens, and I say, okay, well, all right, God, I need a job, and, and here's why. Here's why I need this job, and nothing happens. And I say, all right, day three. Well, God, maybe I'm not being clear enough. God, I need a job. Here's why I need the job, and here's all the things that I could accomplish with this job. God knows. God's not moved by the details. He's not moved by our circumstance. Okay, God is moved by our faith. It's not our needs. So hear me on this. I'm not saying that God doesn't care. God absolutely cares, but it's our faith that's going to move him. It is our convicted knowing of his truth. It's our reliance upon Christ, and it is our constant profession of that faith that moves God. So God is waiting to hear us say something maybe like this. God, I believe in you. God, I believe in everything your word says. God, I believe that everything is possible with you. God, I believe I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. God, I believe no, no good thing will you withhold from me. If I walk uprightly, God, I believe that you're working all things to the good of my life because I love you and I'm called according to your purpose. God, I believe with long life you will satisfy me. God, I believe my latter days will be greater than my former days, that everything my hand touches will succeed, that no weapon formed against me shall prosper, that you will make me equal to my task. You will give me strength for the day. God, that you have given me a warrior's heart. God, I believe in you. God, the Father Almighty, Alpha Omega, the creator of the heavens and the earth. God, my, my faith is in you. My trust is in you. My hope is in you. And I do not hope in vain. That's faith. That's what God is waiting for. Awesome. Amen. So we're, we're going to come in quickly for the landing here. And we're going to stay in Hebrews 11 and we're going to go to verse 6. You know, I titled this message... Faith is an action word, and I left it, and here's why. Hebrews 11 and 6, and the Bible reads, And without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So who is this message for? It's for anyone. Anyone that would come to God must believe. That's a command. It's an imperative. It's not an option. It's not subject to debate. It's not something you can discuss. You must believe because belief is our faith. Belief is an action word. Belief is not something that you have, right? Faith is not something that we hold. Our faith is born out in the things that we do. Our faith is born out in the words that we speak. Our faith it should be as living and active as the very word of God. So I'm going to close with this. And I'm going to leave you a challenge, my brothers and sisters, to honestly, I mean, just earnestly examine your hearts, examine your minds, look at your life. Are you living by faith? Are you speaking by faith? 
the answer to that is yes, then you know what? Amen. Will you start speaking it to a higher level? And if you look at that and you say, you know what? I'm not. If you can honestly say, I'm not doing that, you know what? Amen. Will you start speaking it to a higher level? Take your convicted truth of God, your absolute reliance upon Christ, and constantly, steadfastly speak your faith. And to God be the glory. Amen.